What's going on, guys? In today's Trophy Kids, we are doing a recap of all of the NFL games. It's just me today, but it's a good podcast. Give me my thoughts. Talk about my gambling this weekend and my picks. It's a good episode, so let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. It is September 16th. As always, I am your host, Nate. I'm actually the only one here today. Uh, we are doing a complete review of the NFL Week 1 and a little bit of college football. With football returning, we are getting back to two shows a week. Um, so we're going to work on getting another person here for Tuesday's episodes, talking about the NFL, talking about the college week. Uh, but for now, today, it is just me, which we're going to address my betting this week, uh, the record that I posted, kind of all my thoughts on all the games. One of the benefits of uh, posting on a Tuesday is being able to cover the Monday night game, in this case, both Monday night games. I'm uh, doing this during halftime of the Celtics game. Great series right now starting off. Uh, Miami Celtics, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that series. I think that's probably going to go about six games. Celtics are going to get it, though. Um, they are my future bet, as you all know. Coming into the Once the bubble was finalized, went ahead, locked in the Celtics to win the East, locked in the Lakers to win the West. We're still in good running there. Um, by the way, whoever's in charge of scheduling NBA games for the NBA, you're an absolute idiot. Um, who schedules a game at 3 o'clock on the opening weekend of the NFL? I, honest to God, had no idea that the Clippers-Denver Nuggets were playing. Like, I have a, a three-TV setup going on in my living room in that for the Sunday night game, on the bottom TV, I was like, shoot, I can throw something on there, non-football related, let's see what's going on. I'm on the ESPN app, see the Lakers-Nuggets uh, game, click on that my roommate walks by a little bit later like oh you're rewatching the game I'm like i'm not rewatching it. it's live right now isn't it no it already happened had no clue um but got game seven there really the world revolves around football around this time also today um right before we recorded actually all day really today the report's been coming out because of a hot mic situation with the nebraska president big 10 seems to be coming back seems to be the vote seems to have all the teams ready to participate I'm going to wait to see it with my own eyes on October 10th or 17th, whatever day they're targeting for kickoff. Until then, not holding my breath. We've talked about it so many times on this show. The Big Ten has been an absolute shit show um, in getting football back, their messaging, their thought process behind it. Everything seems to go wrong with the Big Ten right now. So until they actually kick off, I'm going to hold, not holding my breath on this one. But let's get into football. It was a huge week. Gambling records. Let's address this. Not a, not a terrible week, you know. I went, what was it, 8-3 and three in NFL picks, 6-3 and three in college picks. The breakdown of that, you know, my gut picks were 2 for 1. I uh, went 2-1 and one there on uh, just picks given out on Trophy Kids. Um, I went 8-3 and three in the NFL, 6-3 and three in college. Uh, Thursday night pick, Chiefs covering was the easiest bet ever. Um, the over ended up pushing at the number I got it at was 54 uh, and a half. Oh, I got 54. Sorry, I got it straight at 54. Um, so that ended up pushing, but overall, not terrible, but the degenerate report. That's a pick six, or my six p pack of six picks every week. It's what I pride myself on. Haven't had a season below 60% yet there. Went three and three. I got to apologize for the UAB bet. That was a bad, bad bet. I knew as soon as I, I sent it out, it wasn't a good pick. My analysis of it was was pretty spot on, though. The reason I picked it was Miami's unreliable. I've been burnt by them too many times in the past, mainly by that offense line. That offense line is still trash. Found that out. Um, but it's almost immediately after I sent that pick out and gave it out, I thought to myself, 
you know, UAB doesn't have the players to go a full four, four uh, quarters with them. Like, they just they don't have those kind of guys that can go a full game with Miami, no matter how bad Miami's offensive line is, no bad how disoriented they are or miscommunications there are. Like, they just don't have the guys to do that. And they held Miami in check. They were, they were covering most of the game, but couldn't pull it through for a full game. Um, and I knew that going out, but I'm a strong believer if you make a bet or you make a pick and you give it out to the public, you got to stay by that pick. Um, so I do apologize for that one. I also sort of apologize for the Clemson one. I mean, I knew Dabo didn't play his team all the way through the game. Like, I knew that instinctively. Um, but I still thought – I'm not even apologizing for it, but I, I still thought they would, you know, put up more points uh, with the first stringers in there. Uh, but that's gambling. That's the first week of it too. You know, first week for the players, first week for the gamblers. Um, I know there's a real stinker week coming out, so I'm already getting ahead of that one. I always have it, but once again, you stick with us for the whole season, you'll be in the green. So um, let's get into the NFL. Week one, heck of a week to start off. Some big surprises. We got it kicked off with Texans Chiefs. I call that, I mean, almost perfectly. If you thought the Texans were going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. You're as dumb as Bill O'Brien, who traded away Hopkins. Like, we'll get to that in a little bit, but, like, that was easy. Uh, money in the bag. Chiefs looked phenomenal um, for the first week. Like, we're this is all in the context of the first week. The crazy preseason looked very good on offense. Weren't too far off. Um, Chiefs, I mean, this is why you don't trade away a player like Hopkins. I mean, arguably the best wide receiver at times throughout the season. You could make, I could make the argument probably at peak performance. He's the best wide receiver in the league. Um, you don't trade away that kind of player. And it showed for the Texans. They're going to have a really big problem replacing him in the passing game. I mean, you have Watson locked up with his contract extension, but he doesn't have a lot to throw to. I mean, yeah, he's got Brandon Cooks, but he's had concussion issues. You got Will Fuller, who I'm still not sure if he can't run any other route besides a go route. Um, and Kenny Stills. So, it's that's a tough situation. I don't have a whole lot, a lot of faith in the Texans throughout the year. Chiefs still looked good coming off that game. Called it perfectly. Let's talk about Jets Bills real quick. Um, Adam Gase, who I've been very clear with on this show, is the dumbest coach in all of football. And he once again proved that in spades. I mean, the Jets stink. They stink up the joint. Um, playing Bell injured, dumb move. That offense looked horrendously bad, even in the first couple plays that are scripted. Like, you have those first 10 plays that they know they're going to run right out of the gate, and it was terrible. Like, the whole thing was a disaster. Um, Sam Darnold is nowhere close to good enough to overcome an Adam Gase. I don't even think he's good enough to really be in the conversation of kind of like that that up-and-coming guy. For some reason, a lot of people include him in that conversation still. I think he's going to be the same guy he was at USC where he flashes some brilliance, but at the end of the day, turns over the ball too much, makes bad reads, and isn't good. I like him. I hope that's. I hope that analysis is incorrect. Um, I do think if he had a different coach than Adam Gase, he'd be a little bit better. This Jets team would be a little bit better. But he's got Adam Gase, and Adam Gase sucks. Um, the Bills, on the other hand, though, Josh Allen, fantastic. I mean, this is why I picked the Bills to win the AFC East. They're trending in the right direction. Ever since Sean McDermott got there, they've been trending in the right direction. The whole team is going straight up. Um, I have big hopes for this team. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Like I don't think they're going to be in Super Bowl contention, but I do think the Bills, like as a Bills fan, I think you got to be really excited for the year that you might put together here. I mean, who knows what can happen? Injuries, everything else. The Bills have positioned themselves very well. 
to compete uh, in the AFC. Unfortunately, the AFC at the top tier of teams is extremely stacked, but they are a good, good football team, and that's an exciting football team to watch. Josh Allen's exciting. He seems to start to be putting it together. Still a lot of work to do there, but when you're talking about these young guys, it's always can they, you know, that, that first year, you kind of get the baseline for them. That sophomore year, you don't want them to slip, and then from there on out, they just got to keep progressing, and Josh Allen seems to be progressing pretty nicely. Um, so that's exciting. Then we had the Packers-Vikings. Aaron Rodgers is officially on his fuck you tour. He has listened to everything the media has said. He has taken offense to the pick that the Packers made with love. Um, and he's absolutely out there to get blood. And it's fantastic to watch. I love to watch that Aaron Rodgers. It's fired up football. I don't know how much I'm going to jump in. I mean, week one is tough because everybody wants to kind of – we all go so far out on one spectrum and, you know, crown teams as successful right off the week one. And, and – Kind of the overhyped train gets out of the out of the station a little too quickly. Week one is more of a slow gauge. It's a it's a baseline to see what to kind of expect. And the Vikings, I mean, it's a good football team for the most part, but like they're in trouble. Outside of Dalvin Cook, they don't have a lot offensively going for them. The defense is a little rough there. That I don't you know, I assume will get better as the season goes on because Mike Zimmer is a fantastic football coach. He's a defensive guy, obviously. Like, I, if you're a Vikings fan, I don't think you have to be too worried about the defense as a whole. It just didn't look good the first week. But, like, the expectation should be they get better, which is fine. But the offense is, I think, a concern because outside of Cook, there's, I don't think there's a lot going on there. And that's going to be a problem for the teams they're going to have to play coming up this year. Um, my favorite game, I think, to talk about right now, the Washington football team versus the Philadelphia Eagles. If you are not prepared to be physical at the line of scrimmage, the Washington football team is absolutely going to ruin your day. They might even kill, get your quarterback killed. Like the Vikings should be thankful, or the Vikings, the Eagles should be thankful that Carson Wentz didn't get injured in this game. That defensive line, they are well, 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 well in the conversation for best defense line in the NFL. And that's not an exaggeration off week one. Like, that team is loaded up front. Eight sacks, which is insane. Um, Granted, the Philadelphia Eagles didn't have much of an offensive line, um, and that's going to be a real issue as an Eagles fan. I think you're going to have to be concerned about is no offensive line. Carson Wentz, I mean, there are are times where Carson Wentz makes elite, elite level throws, but there's a lot of times where he just stinks up the joint. And having no offensive line is a big, big problem for the Eagles. Um, but there's not much you can do against the Washington football team in that aspect. I will say the rest of the team performing the way it did was a huge surprise. The defensive line, I think anybody who knows anything about football kind of assumed that they should be good. I mean, Chase Young, I think outside of injuries, is going to be a great player. Like, that, that is, should be the expectation. I think it's one of those picks that it was, it was hard to miss on. Um, thankfully the Washington football team didn't mess that up and not draft him. Um, but whoever got him was going to get an insanely solid player. He's a freak. He makes, he dwarfs people out there. You got Montez Sweat out there, Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen. I mean, the list goes on. It is a well, it is a deep defensive line and it is insanely athletic, physical attacks at the point of contact defensive line. Um, the offense looks decent. Ron Rivera, I mean, what more can you say about the man? He's getting an IV at halftime. He's battling cancer right now. He's out there coaching his ass off. 
this is going to be a really good story if the Washington football team can be good this year. Like, this is a feel-good story. They're number one in the NFC East. Who saw that coming? Only team with a win on the board week one. Um, that's an exciting football club. Like, that's a club to watch. Um, I don't think they're going to, you know, be some force to reckon with this year, but there's a lot of young talent there. They could be heading in the right direction. Long season ahead. Things can fall apart very quickly. But you have to look at that performance they turned against the Eagles, the players they have on that roster, the head coach they have in Ron Rivera, a proven guy, a really good football coach. I mean, you got to be excited. If you're, There's not a lot you, you've been able to be excited about as a Washington football team fan, um, which is still weird to say week one, but not a lot not a lot to be excited about the last couple of years, hell, the last couple of decades. Um, but this is the players that are there. I'm not saying it's all going to come get together this year. I do not expect that offense. I think Hatson's going to have some big learning curves still. The offense is going to be really bad sometimes. But that defense, that defense line is going to be really fun to watch. It's going to keep you in football games. And they're going to be – they're a team that is positioned well in the next couple of years to really be making some noise and to really take hold of a very weak division overall. Um, so that's a lot of exciting stuff going on down, down from where I'm originally from. Um Browns Ravens. <laughs> the Browns are the exact same team they've been every year. I mean, they're the hype last year was absurd. Um, even I bought into it a little bit. Then we learned Freddie Kitchens is terrible. Um, not a head coach kind of guy. I shouldn't say terrible like inference as a person, but like as a head coach, just clearly not a guy who can be a head coach. There's a lot of that in the NFL. Um, in their defense, they were going up against arguably the best team in the AFC, maybe the best team in the NFL. Um, the problem with the Ravens is they're a team that has to f- kind of front load it. Where, and what I mean by that is they're not really built where if they get behind to make a comeback like the Chiefs are. Like the Chiefs are a team that always have their foot to the gas. Any, any scenario in the football game, you believe that they can kind of come back from. It's sort of like the Patriots with Tom Brady. You know, in the fourth quarter, you always knew – as long as they kept it within a reasonable score, they always had a shot. Same thing with the Chiefs. With the Ravens, I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, Andrew's phenomenal game at tight end. I mean, he's doing some spectacular things. The run game is ferocious. J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram. I mean, it's an insane, insane task to try to shut down every week. Um, that's going to be a huge problem for opposing defense. And you have Lamar Jackson, who is once again taking the next step, it looks like in his control of the football through the air. Some of the passes he made were really good, um, high-level reads. He was getting good touch on it, placing it right over the grasp of a linebacker, just good placement on the ball at times. Time's still not great, but, I mean, that's every quarterback. Um, but he seems to take that next progression off week one. We'll see if that continues the rest of the season. But the Ravens, I mean, they are they're a brick house. Uh, they are going to be tough. Um I don't know if I'm going to crown them the best team in the NFL. I want to see a little bit more. I want to see what they look like if they get down in a football game. But as far as, you know, you're one and two, I think this week demonstrated, at least in the AFC and probably in all football, the Chiefs and the Ravens, I think, are the best team. If you're going based off week one, the continuity they have, kind of what they had going on from last season, the fact that they didn't lose a ton. Um, that defensive line for the Ravens is rebuilt really good. Um it's going to be some fun football to watch. They're going to be a fun team, I think, to bet, to watch. Um, I really liked what I saw there 
the Browns, uh, I don't know. I'm, they're going to be part of my pick this week um, because they are the Thursday night against the Bengals, and that is going to be my pick two Thursday pick. Uh, I'm not saying I'm picking the Browns. I'm just saying that game will be the picks that I'm giving out will come from that game. Um, so look forward to that. Make sure you're subscribed to at Trophy Kids Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Those are where I give out the picks. I give out day of picks, gut picks, which went two for one this week. Um, generally pretty good picks. Those are day of, moment of, feel of the game, haven't given the picking out yet. So make sure you're following those accounts. There's some good picks there. But, yeah, very excited for the Ravens, for the Browns. Look, it's week one. You have a new coach, new offensive scheme. Here's the positives if you want them. Great running backs. Fantastic run game. That's good. Like, if 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 anything, that's something that you should be excited about because you can lean on. And that's something that this offense – Unlike with Freddie Kitchens, where you would see last season, the first half they ran the ball really well, and then the second half they got away from that and they threw the ball too much. I don't believe this offensive scheme will do that. I think they're going to be much more consistent in their running the football throughout the game, not putting Baker Mayfield in tough positions. Um, It's just tough week one with a new system, new head coach, to go up against the Ravens. Like That's tough. That's baptism by fire. Um, so I think, you know, don't give up on it yet. There's still stuff there. I don't know if Baker's going to be the guy, but I don't think, I think he's definitely a competent quarterback that if put in the right situations, right play calls are given. Once you get a little bit more continuity out there, it's going to be reliable enough. Um, and being able to run the football and playing good defense is what this Browns team is going to have to do if they want to be successful this year. They have that ability. It's just a tough game one, tough scenario. I'm not – I don't know yet about them. They're still a big question mark. Where they can't – if they lose to the Bengals, then, yeah, pull out that panic button, put it on your desk, and get ready to press it as a Browns fan because that, that's a can't-lose game because you guys are essentially in the same scenario where there's not a ton of continuity on both teams right now, but you have way better players, so you should win that game. Uh, but we'll give them more breakdown uh, on Thursday for the pick, em two thir- pick two Thursday. Um, let's talk Colts Jags. I love this Jags. The Jags are actively tanking. I mean, they're going for the Sixers process and Gardner Menchu said, fuck that noise. I'm going to go out there and torch this team. And he played fantastic. I love the fact that they are actively trying to tank and he's out there going, yeah, fuck that. We're not done. We are going to compete in this league. We're going to compete against a good Colts team who outside of the quarterback position is returning a lot of the same players. Um, it is a good team, especially on the offensive line. Good running game. Losing Marlon Mack sucks, and that's a big loss because Jonathan Taylor has had fumble issues in college. Who knows if those will follow him into the NFL? Like that's a big loss for the Colts, especially in a contract year. I feel really bad for Marlon Mack, but like this Colts team is a, it's a good football team, and the Jags should not be a very good football team. But they got something there that week one, and that's the fun of week one. Is you know, teams ha- especially in this season, you know. There hasn't been a, there hasn't really been a preseason. There, I mean, there was no preseason. More of the fact like training camp was weird. A lot of walkthroughs, less contact. And they came out and they they pulled some magic out, and that was a lot of fun. And if that can continue, I mean, that's the kind of guy Gardner is. So, you know, if it's close game, he might be magical, and that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Um, even if it's for a season, it's just so funny to me that they are actively trying to tank, and this football team is like, yeah, fuck that, we're not doing that. Uh, we're out here to compete. We're out here to play. We're out here to win. Raider, Raiders-Panthers. I didn't catch much of this game, to be honest. I caught a little bit of it. 
and then I went back and I watched a little bit of it to try to give a feel. So I'm going to give the only opinion I have at this point. One, rough image on John, or John Gruden's hair there uh, that was getting passed around the internet. Two, Josh Jacobs is fantastic. I mean, you the Raiders seem to have something as long as Derek Carr isn't terrible. He's just got to be, I think, okay. And the Raiders have a football club. No, I don't have high expectations for them. I just think they'll be competitive because they're going to be able to run the ball. That that they can do for sure. They have some weapons in the offensive game. Tight end's really good. Um, I just don't know enough about them, to be honest. Panthers, I wouldn't freak out here. New OC, new offense, new quarterback. Your expectations can't be that high first week of the season. Now, I'd say if this offense doesn't start getting going here and you got another tough game coming up against my Bucks, which we'll get to the Bucks here in a moment next week, if things don't get going and, you know, maybe by week four or so, then we might have not panic. Once again, new system, new quarterback. You got to give it time. And putting up 30 points against the Raiders, who have a, a good defense, um, is good. And you have the most versatile back in the league, best back in the league, best offensive weapon probably outside of Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes in the league um and Christian McCaffrey so yeah I I wouldn't worry but I didn't I didn't catch enough of this game to really give an opinion on it I do apologize for that but the little bit I did grab the little bit I heard about it a little bit I watched of it seems like Raiders got a great run offense that is good I know high-flying passing offenses are all the rage it feels like you need it to compete in this league but as you saw with the Titans last year, if you play good defense and you run the ball well and your quarterback just does enough to not lose the game, doesn't have to go out necessarily and win it, but just has to do enough not to lose it, you can be a very competitive football club and you can go very far in the season. You can have a really good year. So the, that could be your role. Um, we're going to have to wait and see. We'll see what Carr does. I don't have huge expectations for him, but that's kind of where we're at on that one. Um, Bears Lions. Bears Lions. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky having, I think, I think it came out this week. I want to say I saw something this week. It's Tuesday. I'm recording this. I want to say on today I saw something like he had the statistically greatest fourth quarter ever, which is so funny. But that dime he dropped late in the game to put them up twenty-seven to three, phenomenal. Um, not great the rest of the game before the fourth quarter, but hey, when the lights shine the brightest, you got to show up, and he showed up that day. Um, the Lions, I mean, I don't know what to say to you guys. That drop by Swift, that's a dagger. Um, obviously, he shouldn't catch the ball, but I'm not even going to give him that much blame. I mean, he should get it. You know, if there's a pie chart, he should get a, a good percentage because that's an easy catch. He should have made the catch. I'm blaming almost entirely this game on Matt Patricia. Giving up that lead. You're a defensive head coach. Your defense should not be the liability it is. Once again, Matt Patricia's giving up leads in the fourth quarter, which he's been known. I think it's eight now in his career as a head coach. To an offense that struggled all game. To a quarterback who barely beat out Nick Foles to be the starter. A guy who's really struggling as an NFL quarterback. 
and you blow it. I mean, you absolutely blow it. You shit the bed. And that is what Matt Patricia's been doing. Matt Patricia, I said this um, about Freddie Kitchens. I'm going to say this about Matt Patricia. Except for, actually, that's not even a fair comparison. Because I don't even think Freddie Kitchens is a good coordinator. I know Patricia's a good coordinator. Matt Patricia, there are these guys in the league. They just aren't head coach material. They aren't head coach. They aren't built. Neither everybody's built to be the CEO. Some people are just role players. That's okay. Matt Patricia is not built to be the CEO. He is not built to be a head coach. Giving up that many fourth quarter leads as a defensive coach is atrociously bad. The Lions have not gotten better in his tenure there. They've had talent. They've had the ability to be better. And they have not executed. And when it comes down to not executing on a high level, making huge mistakes like they did, it is definitely on the players as well, but it's on coaches because you're not preparing them for these situations. You're not getting them lined up in a position to make plays. You did technically get Swift there, but he shouldn't have. it shouldn't even come to that um, is what I'm trying to get at. So Matt Patricia, that is it's unacceptable. And to have that happen is unacceptable. Um, and I feel for Lions fans because it's a bad situation. I guess the good news as a Lions fan is you're used to it by now. Like you're with me as a Bucks outside of this year is my hopefully our year. Um, you're just kind of used to it. Terrible game though. Falcons Seahawks. I mean, Russell Wilson, the man is a monster. One of the best games I've ever seen a quarterback play. Um, the Seahawks are a real threat. I picked them to win their division. Um, they are they are going to be a Super Bowl contender. They are going to be in this thing. They are a fantastic football team. They have been the almost the entire time Pete Carroll has been there. That is a really good football model. I mean, obviously the Patriots are the highest echelon, and probably the Steelers you put up there. But that Seattle team has been consistent. The organization is really well run. The players are in position to make plays and win big. Great football club. Great football club. Um, they are going to be a real problem in the NFC. Everybody knows that. That's not. I'm not saying anything nobody know, doesn't know now. I think they are who we thought they should be this week. I think Russell Wilson played way better than I expect. Not way better. He played better than I expected. He played awesome. He played the best football out of any QB this week. Falcons, other side of the football. They might be the best worst team I've ever seen. They might be the best worst team I've ever seen. Dan Quinn, I am sorry. I don't obviously don't know you personally. You're probably a great guy because you've stuck around this long. But there, since that Super Bowl, there has been a massive problem. And that is their inability to win football games when they've had the talent to do so. Nobody can say that the Falcons do not have the talent to win football games. Maybe not against the Seahawks. They played it pretty competitive. They played a very competitive football game, but down the stretch they made errors and they lost the football game. And that has been sort of the MO since the Super Bowl. Since that Super Bowl, which they made a lot of errors in crucial times and let that huge comeback by the Patriots, they that has stuck with them. And this is one of those situations you saw, for example, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tony Dungy did a phenomenal job building up the Bucks from the Yucks. Kept getting them to NFC against the Eagles and just 
couldn't get over that hump. Now, the Falcons are obviously not there. They're not every year super competitive and super good and just barely missing because there's one football team out there that keeps ruining their season like the Eagles were doing to the Bucks. But they are in a similar situation where they have ta- a talented football club. They have a window of opportunity that is fastly closing. I think it's time for a change. Now, maybe Dan Quinn comes back the rest of the year, and this could be a complete overreaction. We can put it in the, the tickler file for week one overreactions because everybody in the media is going to have them this week, and we're already seeing them, especially with my Tampa Bay Buccaneers and some other teams. But this has been the MO of the Falcons since that Super Bowl loss. So you tell me how that's going to change because they're continuing to do the same thing they've done all the time. And right now the injuries aren't there to blame on like they were last year because that was the problem with the defense last year. Too many injuries. You, you saw that they had potential, but they had just too many injuries. What's it this year? I think it's going to be Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn's out. Um, I think he's one of the coaches we're going to get to be fired this year. Sorry, I had to take a bit of a water break there. I think Dan Quinn... Adam Gase, Matt Patricia, these guys are all gone. Um, And I I bet Dan Quinn's a phenomenal guy. And maybe he gets a second go of being a head coach somewhere else, and it really works out because he did get this – he did coach this team to the Super Bowl. I mean, he he can coach. We know that. But sometimes it's just a change of pace that's needed in the organization for both the head coach and the players. You know, he can go somewhere else and be fantastic. But I think as a Falcons head coach now, it's getting time to move on. The clock has kind of struck midnight here. I know it's week one, but like he barely won his job last year. You can't fire the guy after week one, but I would say if they don't start to get going, and they could, I this could totally be an overreaction. I could 100%. I'm already starting to feel like maybe I'm going to end up on cold takes exposed here or some shit. But I just, it's been their MO. It's been their big problem. And I just I think it might be time for a change. And that could be the best thing for both of them. Patriots Dolphins caught a little bit of this game. Once again, caught enough of it to talk about it. Here's the first bleed in I will give to what my Buccaneers review is about to be. And you if you were following at Trophy Kids Pod on Instagram or Twitter, you saw my statement regarding the Bucks game, which we'll get to in a moment. The comparison between Brady and uh, Bilicek all season is going to be there. We can't compare these two games. I mean, we can. It's like comparing apples to oranges. You can make the comparison, but they're two different things. The Dolphins were one of the worst football teams last year. They're not exponentially better this year. They haven't done anything to be excellently better. The Saints are a Super Bowl favorite. It's coming out of the East. Or, sorry, come out of the East. Come out of the NFC South. Do I think the Dolphins have a chance to be really good, potentially? Yeah. I think the head coaching situation down there is good. I think they're more competitive than they should be with the situation they have, which is a reflection on the coaching and the ability for Brian Flores to get those guys in line. We'll have to wait to see what happens to it. I don't. I have a feeling I don't think he's going to be a very good NFL quarterback, but we'll see. Been wrong about things before, but I, I don't think so. I think he's going to look awesome in those Miami uniforms, but I, I don't think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. But coaching can make up a lot for that. And I think that is one of the Belichick disciples down there that's going to succeed. Um, I think. That's my gut. My gut's telling me that he's going to do a good job with what he's given. It's up to the Dolphins and the Dolphins organization to give him the 
players he needs to win. It's kind of like that uh, old Bill Parcells when he was with the Patriots. Like they expect you to to cook the dinner, but they don't let you shop for the groceries. They got to get him some good groceries, so they got to let him shop for the groceries he wants to make the dinner. Um, otherwise, it's a lost cause. That's a lost cause of most NFL franchises. Don't go Texans on it where you give him the GM position because Bill O'Brien's an idiot, um, which we'll get to here in a moment. Again, but. Patriots are looking good. They look like they're going to try to play bully ball. They're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to let you know that Cam Newton is insanely good still, which is still one of the most baffling things about this offseason and how long he took to get signed. I've said that since day one. Cam Newton can still play in this league. He can play at a high level. It is about health, but he is worth the risk because he is an absolute monster at QB. And they are going to bully ball teams. They are. They're absolutely going to bully ball teams. Now, we'll see as the season goes on. Once there's some more tape on them, defensively is really my concern. I think offensively they're going to continue to progress as Cam gets more time in the system, gets more time in chemistry with his guys on offense. Um, I'm a little bit worried about Neil Henry. I, I really had high hopes for him. He's not playing well. They're trying to make him a thing. They're giving him chances to perform well, but he just he didn't do it week one, so hopefully he can do it some other weeks because I, I do like him. Um, my concern is going to be that defense. Once they start to, in, in Bill Belichick, to be a great coach in this league, you have to evolve constantly from week to week, year to year. He's the best at it by far. I am concerned, though, that the personnel, because of so many guys who opted out on that defense, once there's some tape on them, that might start to slow down. It's still got phenomenal corners. Best corner duo in the NFL. Best corner duo in the NFL. I'm concerned about the rest of the defense. We'll see if that comes true or not. That's my thoughts on that. Chargers Bengals. Sucks to be a Bengals fan. Just like it sucks to be a Browns fan, sucks to be a Bengals fan. I mean, here's the positives. Joe Burrow looked really good in his first game. Made some veteran moves. Like that run to that end zone, following that lineman in, great move. Made some great throws. Put them in a really good position to go win the game. I think Taylor really fucked up there at the end. I mean, you had 15 seconds. You could have run another play. I think you have to trust Joe Burrow on that. He played well enough throughout the game. He didn't look... I mean, he was a rookie, obviously, and he, and he had some rookie moments, but he looked good enough to say, you know what? We got. Let's take a shot. You have to throw the ball to the end zone. Take a shot. If not, then we'll set. We'll do the field goal. You had time to do it. Um, so I think that was a failure there. But overall, Bengals, it's, I mean, let's not overreact too much because it's a long season. It's a long career. You know, if we crowned quarterbacks king off the first week, this league would be looking a lot different, but that you got to like what you saw there. Chargers, it's a little concerning you played the Bengals that close. Um, I expected more. I expected more out of that offense. Um, defense played well. I don't, defense played about as I expected them to week one. Offense, I expected a little bit more. It is week one. Things will get better as time goes, I think, but I expected more there. Cardinals 49ers, Kyle Murray's a baller. Certified baller. Um, the kid is electric. Phenomenal game against a great defense. Phenomenal. Hopkins went off. Bill O'Brien, you're a moron again. In case you haven't heard it again, you're a moron. Texans, you're a moron. Ownership, you're terrible. You shouldn't have had Bill O'Brien be the GM and head coach. Flat out. Um, He can't do it. He can't do it. He can barely do the head coaching thing well. I, I, that's not fair. Bill O'Brien's a good head coach. Not great. Not going to win a Super Bowl head coach. If you want to be competitive in the league but not really be excellent in the league, He's your guy, I think. But he's shown he cannot be a GM. He cannot manage personnel. Hopkins is not a player. I don't care 
how much you might dislike the guy. You are a professional. You are a head professional head coach in the NFL. The highest job there is in your profession. Elite of the elite is what you're supposed to be. Get over your personal feelings. You have a phenomenal wide receiver talent with somebody who could be a generational type talent at quarterback and you gave away his best weapon for nothing. David Johnson was the backup at that time. Hopefully David Johnson, I like I like him as a player. He's got some skill, but I hope he's not over the hill, but he seems to be over the hill. He was a backup at the time. Kenyon Drake beat him out in Arizona. That's And you got some picks. Dumbest trade ever. Cardinals, phenomenal. Great trade. Phenomenal trade. You took him to the uh, dry cleaners. Cardinals, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here because it's week one. Let's not try to overreact too much, but I mean, a win against the 49ers to perform the way you did against that defense. As a Cardinals fan, you got to be ecstatic. That's huge. As a 49ers fan, it's a little concerning. I mean, you have continuity on offense. The defense should still be good. You lose to the Cardinals, but Cardinals could be really good this year. That offense is loaded with weapons. Kyle Murray's really fucking good. Um, wait to see how it plays out. It's a week one loss. It happens. Happens to the best of them. Happened to the Patriots. Tom Brady's lost three week one games as a Patriot. I'll tell you what happened those three times when I talk about the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No overreaction there yet. A little concerned, but nothing crazy. It's week one. You've had a weird preseason. you got to let it go. It is what it is. Cardinals, be very excited. I mean, you have a phenomenal wide receiver learning behind a Hall of Famer and phenomenal person Larry Fitzgerald. That's exciting. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Saints. Let's talk about this. Obviously, my team, You pro- if you didn't see my statement, make sure you're following at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. It was, I had expected a higher level of football offensively, but I am in no shape or form concerned at this point. It's week one. Tom Brady's learning a new system. Gronk is still trying to get his body right to play at the NFL level again because he didn't look good. That defense, I mean, we came out looking crisp as hell. I mean, offense was surgical that first drive. Defense was looking like a buzzsaw. I mean, taking them to the slaughterhouse. Then things got sloppy. Second half comes out. We're looking good. Defense is rolling well. Really good. Get to the fourth quarter. Dean gives up that lazy play to Cook. That's a huge momentum swinger. And then Mike Edwards might be the dumbest football player ever. Possibly. I don't know what the hell that was. Definitely the dumbest play I've ever seen. Bruce Arians called it out in the press conference. Says that's some shit you learn in high school not to do. I would argue you learn that in middle school. Probably peewee football, to be honest. Um, that was an embarrassment. I, Tom Brady was not ready for that level of fuckery that the Bucks bring. Because the Bucks still have it in them. Even though as much as things have changed, bringing in an elite guy like Tom Brady, an elite mind, a guy who's very serious... There's still some fuckery left in the box, um, unfortunately. And I, it's week one. We played a Super Bowl contender, a fantastic team in the Saints. 
I'm not the panic button isn't even isn't even in the house right now. Not worried. This face not concerned. I know you're listening to this, but if you're watching it on YouTube, which follow Bad News Media channel on YouTube, not concerned. There, Brady didn't look great. I would argue Breeze looked older than he did, to be honest. But he looked good. I mean, he had a misread with Mike Evans. It happens. Um, not a great play, but it's week one. Kind of move. That's one that you just kind of toss out and say, you know what it happened. Let's move on. That third of the hash that shouldn't be in the playbook right now. Like at really, we should not be calling. That's on the coaching staff, I think. I mean, Brady. It's also on Brady. He threw a bad ball. The play was called. You got to go out and execute the play. But at this point in Brady's career, coaches, you have to be putting the team in positions to win, and that's not a play when you're throwing from the left hash all the way to the right sideline that you should be asking to be made, especially week one. Um, It was a bad throw. That's on Brady. But the call shouldn't have been made. That's not a play that we should be running. We should be running more. I think we threw the ball a little too much. I think we're going to get Mike Evans going. Um, and I think the offense will get rolling. There were some really good throws. He had a really good throw to Chris Godwin early in the game. Um, he had made some very crisp passes. The defense looked really good. That's especially in the second half. They looked fantastic. Um, they had a that, that was a lazy play where Dean just kind of thought the the play wasn't going to go to Cook at that point, and he kind of gave up on covering the route, and the ball came to him. And you can't do that. But I mean, outside of that error, the defense looked really good in that second half. Really fast. I mean, linebackers in D-line, fantastic. Secondary, from what was the product last year, looks like they've taken a big step forward, and that's going to be huge if they can continue that process. So not worried about the Bucks. We're not going to play the Saints every week. We've got Carolina next week. I'm going to be a little bit more worried if we play the same football next week, though. we got to get rid of those dumb errors. Um, we got to get better. I'm a little concerned, though, on Bruce Arians' part. I will say that. that if there's a, a concern area, as a Bucks fan, I think we need to be a little bit concerned about Bruce Arians maybe not adapting well to adjust to what he has at this point in the season. Like we, it's week one. You didn't have a full off season. You had no preseason games. You got to manage that, and you've got to call. And it's he's not calling every play, obviously, but like you've got to manage the coaching staff and the play calling a little better on offense. You got to run the ball more. You've got Ronald Jones, who's good, and you got Leonard Fournette, who's good, and you got Shady McCoy back there. Pound the rock. I know the offensive line wasn't very good. But that's even more reason not to put him in a ton of passing pos- uh, positions to get beat like a drum, like Donovan Smith did. Because um, the offensive line didn't look very good either. But that's why you got to run. Run blocking is easier. Let's go. Get on it. Run the ball more. Um, so we'll see. But no panic there. The Saints, Bruce, not looking. He's looking old. That shoulder, that arm's looking older. Um, still good. But we'll see what they have. They're still a phenomenal football team contention for the Super Bowl, but that would be my concern as the Saints, is just watching that as the year goes by. As the same, we'll see what happens with Brady. Um, Rams-Cowboys, quick one here. Called this perfectly. I mean, duh, the Rams are going to win this game. Um, And here's why. New scheme. Chicken chip football. Not chicken chip football, they actually played a good game. Um, Faster. Fast defense. Really good defense by the Rams. That was going to win this game. I thought the better defense was going to win this game. 
that ended up being the case. Defense was going to win this game, not offense. I love, love the non-chicken chip football call there going for it on that fourth down. The problem is don't call a route a yard short of the first down marker. That's football 101. If you're going for it on fourth down, don't have a single route that is before the first down marker. Never, ever, ever, ever. They did that. They didn't convert. That's the problem there. Zeke's tattoo also, the feed me thing, looks good now, but that's one of those tattoos, and when you're 40, I think he's going to be a guy who's got a little kegerator down on the belly area, and feed me might not be the best choice there, but hey, his body, his choice. Um, Interesting tattoo. Zeke, still phenomenal. Cowboys, I think you're going to be all right. I liked what I was seeing-ish there, um, but some things to work on. Giant Steelers. Big Ben having more run yards than Saquon, Saquon Barkley, that's a problem. <laughs> I mean, that is a big problem. Here's the one thing I will say, Giants. Daniel Jones looked okay at times. If his offensive line was a little bit better and he had a little bit more weaponry, I think he'd be he'd be a little bit better. But you got to run the ball. You got to get the ball. You got to find a way to get Barkley going. If he doesn't get going, this team ain't going anywhere. This might be the worst football team in all football if he doesn't get going. He's obviously going to get going as the season goes. But Big Ben having more yards than him running the ball, that's a problem. Um, Steelers, defense looked phenomenal. Great. Big Ben looked good. Offense looked good. Uh, th- that'll be a fun team to watch if Big Ben can stay healthy. Titans, Broncos. Thank God the old man can't hit a field goal anymore. Covered on that game. Broncos. I think things are going to be okay offensively. First of all, one of the best uniforms in the game um, by the Broncos. When they get going, they look sweet. Um, Love Drew Locke. Super aggressive by the Broncos, which I kind of like. Vic Vangio, I don't know what the fuck you were doing with those timeout situation with a minute left. Can't take them with you after the game. So you might as well use them to try to get yourself in position. That They really shot themselves in the foot there. But I love the aggressiveness. I love the confidence they have in Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke's going to be a good good quarterback in this league. That offense is going to be exciting to watch. The Lindsay injury is a little concerning, but you got Melvin Gordon, so it's not honestly not even that concerning. That's why you have good depth there. Um, that's a good team, I think. Titans, I mean, you hit field goals this game. looks a hell of a lot different. So I, the good football team, they put themselves in way, ways to win. Um, I think those are two very good football teams. And we saw that there's just some execution issues. Um, so we'll see where they go from there. And that's the week one review. Uh, we'll be back Thursday. I got some good picks for you coming up. We're going to work a little bit harder. I'm going to work a little bit harder this week. Get some more time on. I got great eyes on the games this week. Watched a ton of football. This brain is ready. This gut is ready to make some picks this week. Make sure you're following us at, at Trophy Kids Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. Make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends. We're going to give some good gambling picks, going to have some good content. We're going to get the boys back together on Thursday, hopefully here. Get a podcast out to you on Friday. And as always, peace.